Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Two months. Whoa. Two plus months. Well, I mean, we did the the jerk podcast. We, no, no, no. It was Groundhog Day. Oh, it was Ground. No, wait. We did Groundhog Day we remotely. We did Groundhog Day remotely. We did coastal. the jerk when you came to visit. Correct. Yes. But we are but finally both back in, in New, New York, York City. City. Uh, <laughs> and back in the podcast. Back Yay. on our regularly scheduled I'm not going to lie. I got, like, I was on the plane on my way back here. And I realized that we were going to be doing this, and I got so excited. <laughs> Not only because, like, I love you, and I love... I love you, too. I, you know, it's it's enjoyable being around you. Right. But Very also, much. too, because I'm very excited about our movie for this week. But before we dig into that... Yes. How was your week, now that I'm it back? It was great! I have been more or less living as a single man for the last two-plus months. It is good to have you back. It's good to have our dog back. Everyone back in our home. I cleaned the bejesus out of our apartment this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, work is going well. Kind of a big day, actually. Yeah, today is um, a big day. Uh, I I have a lead role in a feature film called The Texture of Falling. Which is not another gay Mormon film. Which is film. not the fourth of the falls. Because quadrilogy because people in portland thought that's what it was really they were like when is he gonna stop with this gay mormon <laughs> shit hello my name is elder price and i would like to share with you the most amazing book <laughs> it's like the texture of falling is that like a prequel to the first enough movie? ben we get we that there, get are, gay that there are gay mormons just marry the guy already all right <laughs> Is essentially what all of the fans have said. Pretty much. The films. So this um, is a totally different movie. It though. has the word "fall" in it, right? But it, it is it is a completely different, separate feature film. Tell us about it, uh, Janet. Tell us about it, Janet. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Um, it's if you were to take Inception and turn it into an erotic drama. Okay. That's essentially what this movie is. So it's, Fifty Shades of Inception. It's Fifty Shades of Inception minus Leo DiCaprio. Okay. And he's not fighting a bear. Okay. That's what I was expecting. That would have been amazing. As soon as you said Leonardo DiCaprio, I, I was wanted like, a bear random fight. like bear fight scene in the yeah. movie, but Maria turned me down. Okay. Um, written and directed and produced and also starring Maria Alred, who plays, uh, who obviously wears like seven different hats. Right. Which normally, that's a big red flag to me. When yeah. I see somebody that does that much, that's a Tommy Wiseau red flag type of situation. But this is not the case for this. I feel like during production... I was constantly asking her, are you okay? Yeah. You know, just because she was doing so much and she has been doing so much. This movie, we shot this almost three years ago That's to insane. the day. Right That's before, right, right before we moved The summer here. before we moved to New York City, I got cast in this movie and yeah. we shot it pretty much over the entire summer. Um, as a lot of indie films tend to do. Right. Uh, because scheduling and all that kind of stuff. 
but it's finally done. Post-production was two plus years mm -hmm. and we have a one week engagement here in New York. Tonight is sort of the kickoff premiere where we have to dress nice. Yeah. Cocktail attire. I asked Ben because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to wear. Like, what the fuck is cocktail thing? attire? I, I'm like, know, I don't know. Is that my nice leggings? Like, what am because I? Because I work at a gym and so right. I wear Reebok workout gear and a row house shirt. And I work six from days a home. Week. So if and I'm Megan wearing wears, more than panties and a bra, she looks that's like a, a disheveled homeless clown when she's home. Well, I take the nose off when I'm right. home. I put it on in public. We call her Pee Pants the Clown because right. She looks like she's got these big baggy jammy shorts on. And then, you know. Like you wouldn't even hire this clown for a sad birthday party. No, no. Not even, even if your kid is the worst, you would not hire this clown. Anyways, so that's premiering tonight. So that's premiering tonight. Uh, the movie is at 11 o'clock at night. And then there's a Q&A afterwards, so we're going to take a nap and we're at getting, some point. And we're getting a coffee before we go. Right. So we're getting we caffeinated. Awake. Because we're usually in bed around 11 o'clock. At the latest. Because, yeah, because we're old. We're, yeah, you know, well, old and, and also, married. too, you get up super early, usually right. for work, and right. I just really like sleep. I'm a sloth It's incarnate. Saturday, and my alarm went off at 7.30, so that's that's how I roll. Right. You know? uh, so anyhow, we're going to be doing that. We're probably going to be up until 3 a.m. Yes. Uh, but yeah, kind of a big day. Yeah. You know, we're in L.A. next weekend, and then we're in Portland the final weekend of June. Mm -hmm. So I get to go to L.A. next weekend, which will be fun. And then Portland um, after that. Portland after that. Yay. So what's happening? Yeah. But that was pretty much my week getting I mean, ready for all that and then you guys being was home just yeah for me it was just getting reacclimated to new york which right. was just kind of honestly it was like putting on a comfortable shoe that i haven't worn in a while i feel like you got reacclimated pretty quick I did. because you got out of your cab to me cussing at your cab driver right hey, i yeah. went new york ballistic because what happened is is that okay Tell them what happened. so i so everybody sit down <laughs> shut the door shut the door <laughs> So I, okay, so I got out of the plane and I've like got my baggage, I'm carrying Rocket, and I'm just like, I want to get home. I'm in Newark. I don't want to be in Jersey. I need to get out of here as quickly as possible. Where's Manhattan? So normally when you go to the airport, you go to a little spot that has a taxi like mm -hmm. train. Mm -hmm. Everybody waits in a line mm -hmm. and they get into the next taxi. And I thought that those were vouched for taxis, that only vouched for taxis could get into that line. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought that, but that's what I thought. <laughs> so I get into this cab and I should have known from the second that he had to unstrap the bungee cord from his trunk so that it would open that this was not going to be a good time. And then I realized he's locked all the windows open so he doesn't have to use air conditioning. <sighs> Flag number two. And then we finally get to uh, our apartment, and he's like, that'll be $88. Which is about 25 bucks over what a regular cab lift Uber drive should be from right. northern Manhattan to Newark. Right. Ridiculous. Right. Anyways. It was insane. So, and then he says, okay, and I said, well, I don't have any cash, so I hand him my card. His card reader isn't working. Of course it's not So he working. pulls out his phone with something, an app that looks like a calculator, <sighs> and says, here, enter in your credit card number, and I'll run the charge for <laughs> yeah. you. I'm like, even I know that that is not okay. Flag number five. Flag number 17 <laughs> at this point. So then I'm like, and no. And given Megan has a giant suitcase and our dog And our her. dog and a backpack. And like, she's like right outside our apartment. I'm just exhausted. To get 
Yeah, it was a rough one. So then Ben comes out with his superhero cape on, but he's also New York superhero cape. So he's cussing mm-hmm. the fuck out of this guy. I am in a righteous patois. And as at this soon point. as the guy starts to like argue with Ben a little bit, Ben's I like, shut him down. No, 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 no. I'm no. like, Excuse you need me. to tell her that your card reader is not working before she gets in the car. And he's like, well, I don't. I'm like, no, no. Excuse me, no. You know better. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Ugh, like my Irish went from zero to eleven. It took about like an hour for you to calm for me down to come from that. that. And yeah. given this is like, you know, this is Megan and Rockets, like they're returned to New York, and the first time they see me back, I am storming up the right. hill towards like this cab driver. Two seconds away from physically assaulting this guy. Yeah, veiny fisticuffs. And Megan can just see it. She's like, uh oh. I did. I just, I was like, and we're looking at the And Rocket is super excited to see me. There's like people sitting on the steps, like watching this whole thing take place. And I don't give a shit. There was like one guy that was like, there'll be better days, bro. Better days, brother. There'll be be better better days. days. And so I'm like, how much is it? He's like, and Megan's like, $88. And so, (laughs) so I storm up to the bodega, get cash out of the ATM. I give him Eighty-eight twenty-five. I'm like, here's a quarter. Call your boss and tell him to fix your fucking car reader. I grab Megan. I grab her suitcase. I grab Rock and I'm like, hi, welcome back. Can you do me a favor? Never, Never take an unmarked <laughs> cab ever again. I feel like it it's, wasn't unmarked. It was just marked with spray paint. It was a white stencil. car it's with fine. a little fake taxi sign on the top. That's great. I feel like it's a lesson that most New Yorkers have to learn. And I, I hadn't learned, this, learned it. For the almost three right. years that we had been here, because right. we've taken Uber and Via, and they've usually been great. But I was like, you know, this is something that we all go through. Yeah, it was kind of like, hi, welcome back. Never fucking do that again. Never do that again. I was about to choke that guy out with my own hands. Speaking of choking someone out with your own hands and physical violence mixed I mean, with comedy, yeah, we watched Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, and I, at this point in my life, I am neck deep in Norse mythology. Right. I'm playing a video game called God of War, which has to do with a lot of Norse mythology. So this is kind of cool how these two right. worlds they are kind of intersecting. So looking, this, this came out a while ago. Not that long ago. This is a 2017 okay. Do the movie. IMDb. Right. Do the IMDb. Breakdown of Thor Ragnarok. Thor is imprisoned on the planet Sakaar and must race against time to return to Asgard to stop Ragnarok, the destruction of his world at the hands of the powerful and ruthless villain Hela. <laughs> Um, yes, of course, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tom Hiddleston makes a return as Loki, Kate Blanchett takes the reins as the villain, she plays, uh, Thor and Loki's sister, Odin's firstborn, her name is Hela. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays Bruce Banner the Hulk, Idris Elba is back as Heimdall, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. Yes. Weird ass oh. fucking... It was Jeff just, Goldblum. It was Jeff Goldblum being, being Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. That's... Uh, Carl Urban shows up in a supporting role. Anthony Hopkins makes a brief return as Odin. Benedict Cumberbatch shows up as Doctor Strange. Uh, directed by Taika Waititi, who is a actor-director. Done a bunch of random stuff. I think one of his short films won an Oscar back in 2004. He actually voices the CGI rock guy who's got like... Really? Got, like, that was weird. him? New Zealand voice. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got like his little pot and he's like, He was oh, one of my favorite parts oh, no, of wait, the whole movie. He really was. So this movie, um, I actually compare a lot to Guardians of the Galaxy. I totally agree with that. In that it is funny 
action-packed. The writing is really good, but it also gave Chris Hemsworth a lot to, like, plenty of time to showcase his comedic chops. Uh-huh. Because Thor, the character, right. is pretty bland. As far right. as, like, by the power of Odin. Yeah, I am hammer, the son of so-and-so. I am the son of all-father Odin, and by his eye do I, <laughs> you know. No, that's handmade. There's a... <laughs> Under his eye. Under his eye. Oh, God. Anyway. I loved this movie. It was great. I feel like out of the 19 Marvel films there have been, there this is probably in my top five. Really? This actually leads up right to Infinity War. Which we right, seen which yet. I haven't seen yet. Uh, we need to or as it. my mom calls it, Xfinity War. Xfinity War. Which Between where Time Warner and, and Comcast. And Comcast. Yep. Duke it out. Yep. That's a movie I would not pay to see. Because well, I already paid you too much You already paid to live it. <laughs> You're paying to live it right now. Um. Yeah, just everyone on their game. Uh, we actually have a really good, compelling villain. And these movies are not really known for compelling villains. Right. But I feel like Kate Blanchett did a really great job in owning the part. Uh-huh. Because you have a lot of movies like the second Avengers Age of Ultron you cast James Spader as Ultron but again he felt like they always feel like kind of a one-off you know like, right oh this is the bad guy because we need a bad guy right and then they're, and then gone. they're gone right you know but you never see him again a character like Ultron actually has a really big presence in the Marvel Universe mm -hmm. so I get that they need like okay we need a villain of the week right because we have to have something for them to fight against right but Kate Blanchett's character, Hela, has a lot of really good, deep backstory. Right. And you can kind of see her point there's, of view. Yeah, there's justification. Where she's like, guess what? Odin is a murderer. Right. And he helped, I helped him take over all nine realms. Right. And you think he's like this peaceful, one-eyed dude. And your father was actually, you know, he's kind of a piece of shit. Kind he of an asshole. He killed a lot of people. You right. Know. Father. Oh, shit. So there's a lot of, like, family dynamics mixed in. Yeah. You think your um, Thanksgiving is an awkward <laughs> situation. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I loved it. What did you think? Uh, no, no, no. You're supposed to say one thing that really stood out to you. Oh, I mean, I love that they took it to a world outside of Asgard. Um, oh, really? That wasn't Earth. Okay. You go to this, I forget what the planet is called, but it's run I mean, by it's the, the Grandmaster. Trash planet. It's a garbage planet, essentially. Yes. so Je Earth. <laughs> Earth in 20 years. We're dying if we don't in do plastic. well with plastics. Um, so Jeff Goldblum plays the Grand... Hi. Good boy. Jeff Goldblum plays the Grandmaster, and he's like the head uh, of this garbage planet who Which, puts on these tournaments, essentially. Like he, Also, aside, his little... His henchwoman. His henchwoman. Not pay the bill. This would be... That would be pay the bill. This is... Where's my check? Where's my check? Where's my check? Oh, what is her name? I don't because know, she but she was, was so great. Amazing. Like, she like, defined House. comedy by minimalism. Yes. She was great. And she was clearly more intelligent than Jeff Goldblum's character, but Jeff Goldblum, you know, has the reins, and <laughs> so he's it's just Jeff like, Goldblum's it's, show. yes, you it's know. the Goldblum show. Uh, she's she's done a lot of work. I feel like I've seen her randomly pop up on either TV or movies, uh -huh. but she's from New Zealand. Uh, she, she just, she's really great at, at, like, being there with Jeff Goldblum, but not really pulling focus. Right, exactly. You know? But essentially... Uh, she was Dogberry without being Dogberry. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. If you don't know Shakespeare, that's Shakespeare. <laughs> Anyways. Getting back to Shakespeare. Again, I like that they took it to an outside world where you get to see, like, this expansion of not only the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but of the actual universe itself. Mm -hmm. Outside of, like, the nine Norse realms, 
you get to go to this weird garbage planet right where they hold these like coliseum like tournaments alien against alien maybe this is where uh rose goes to get the to free the animals and to find in in the last jedi oh maybe this is the planet that because she goes that, to. that's the real victory that's the real victory animals. <sighs> so uh, yeah, yeah so that, that they they expanded the universe you get to go outside of the usual norse um, mythos slash story and you get to meet all these weird quirky characters mm -hmm. the first thor movie was really good as yeah. far as like showcasing the character and like yes. the, the universe and what he could do the second one i don't know if you ever saw the dark world no it i was need shit. to see that it was oh horrible oh it's one of the marvel movies you can skip okay so i have a question though because yeah. this is important to what my feedback was okay for dark hall what is dark it <laughs> Dark hole. The dark hall. The dark hall. Yes. Where no lights were. No lights were. There's a fire extinguisher. For the dark hall. <laughs> um, so for that, did he become more funny and jovial in that? No. No, he's he more... Was, there was definitely a more serious tone to the dark world. Okay. But the plot was just shit. It's about like the dark elves of Alfheim trying to, of course, destroy Asgard and take over it just like... Everything the frost giants did in the first one. Oh, the frost okay. giants were from Jotunheim, and sure. Loki is actually a yeah. giant. Okay, you know. Um, All right. Anyway, so you can skip the dark world okay. if anyone hasn't seen it. You can just walk on by. So I loved that you went to a different planet, and they actually stayed there for a while, like a they good did. chunk of the plot. A long on time, this. and a lot happens. Like they get themselves into ah quirky situations and loki's there doing his thing yeah, because being he's, an he's shady yep and you know tom hiddleston is amazing are you ever not going to fall for that you have Wonderful. this great classically trained actor just bringing it yeah um and the new supporting cast was great mark ruffalo got to showcase his comedic chops too mm -hmm. he's the greatest hulk there's ever been in my opinion i totally agree he's that. like even compared to lou ferrigno or even ed norton eric banna uh he he you can see everything happening just under the surface right. he's a little manic and he's right. so worried that this personality is going to come out mm -hmm. he gets to showcase a lot of his comedic chops and not spend the whole movie as the hulk either like no which to, was kind of nice yeah but then it also wasn't all banner either. there's that scene where he jumped uh, at the end battle where he jumps out of the plane and he's about to like attack the giant wolf and he's oh, like i'm yeah. gonna do this and he was supposed to transform midair but he right doesn't. He and he just, doesn't boom, he just... just hits the platform he's like uh <laughs> <laughs> just moments like that where there was a lot of levity to it as well. right so right yeah um, okay, so I liked it. However, I went full on fanboy in a couple of different okay. areas because uh, I took umbrage with a few things. Dolores um, umbrage. So I took Dolores umbrage with a few things. <laughs> so uh, my so the reason I asked you about the dark hall is because it felt very jarring to me because the last time I saw Thor, he was pretty level headed. He was pretty level, like he was hmm. a little bit jovial in the Avengers movies, but hmm. he wasn't like crazy. Right. And in this, he was, in my opinion, almost like full on Iron Man jovial. Like yeah. he yeah. was very quippy, which that was jarring to me. I didn't understand how all of a sudden he went from this very stoic person yeah. to like that. It would be like watching Captain America making jokes like that. It right. just didn't, t in my mind, it didn't make sense to that character long-term. So that <laughs> that bothered me actually a little bit. Okay. I uh, think I know why that happened. Though. So I talked to Jordan about this. Okay. My brother Jordan, who is a film editor, he's also a major in philosophy. Mm -hmm. So he is has been trained to think and not be paid for it. <laughs> so... He said the reason why that he thinks that the reason why he's become more jovial 
is because he's hung out with the Avengers. He's right. spent time with them. Right. They're all kind of giving each other like shit and yeah. they call each other out on stuff. And, and they and yeah, Right. Yeah. So because of that, it's rubbed off on him over time. Right. My argument is that I don't think that since he is so stoic and he is so intense, mm-hmm. I feel like that would take effect to a degree. Sure. But not as much as it was in this movie. I don't think that it would have been as much. I agree. And I think another reason why that may have happened, why it was so jarring, if you look at the films that have been produced by Marvel in the years but since right. The Dark Hall. Specifically, Specifically I think Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. which again kind of threads me into Last Jedi. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a financial success, right. as was the sequel, and they injected a lot of humor in there. And this mo- and Ragnarok has sort of the same actual like soundtrack to it as well. They it use does. a lot of like that was something I 70s noticed rock, too. Yeah, you know, man. Like, and so I feel like they're trying to take that formula right. and just and blanket it. it. Because like, oh, this is popular and makes money. And it actually worked in this situation, but you're right. It is jarring to see Thor like, oh, oh, he has like a sense of humor now. Interesting. Right. But you're right. I, th- I feel like it's a combination of him being on a team of people. There were also ones, though, that Specifically didn't Robert make, Downey Jr. That didn't make sense to me. Like, when he was like, you can do anything to hurt me. Nothing will deter me. <laughs> Nothing will scare me. And then fucking... Uh, Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to cut your hair. And he's like, no! No! <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a bit goofy. A bit that seemed a little bit much to me. Or like the shake weight joke. Right. That right. was a little bit much to me. Yeah. So things like that that I'm I was like. not saying it all works. No, it, yeah. But, but. And also, or like, um, I did love her though. The woman that played the the fallen Valkyrie. Uh, Tessa Thompson, I believe her uh, name was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, um, that's me. She's that's amazing. my role. Like when she is like dragging Thor into her spaceship. I was yeah. like, that was us on our first date. I was like, you're coming with me. You're coming with me. We're going to pretend that we watch Dracula. So I so, have other yeah, things Tessa in Yeah, Tessa Thompson, mind. she's uh, she's in um, Westworld. Oh, now, really? On HBO. I still haven't so, seen that. Yeah, you should watch that. I need to she's watch amazing. That. She's very Um, And I also noticed that... Um, uh, so cameos are becoming a really big thing in yeah. Marvel. Like, that's that's. I feel like that wasn't a thing, and now mm-hmm. it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon the was there. Key. And then, like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, that makes sense. Doctor because Strange. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was amazing. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett was fantastic. Fantastic, mm-hmm. and like you said, I loved that she had just all these different layers to her. Yeah. Uh, I love the Rock guy. So the only thing though that I was gonna say, and this is another fanboy thing, yeah. along with along with Thor being too comedic in my opinion, yeah. uh, was Banner pissed me off. Oh, just because he <laughs> seemed like a lost child for most of the movie. Yes, when he wasn't Hulk, <laughs> he was just kind of like a second behind. Sure. And then, you know, too, like when, when he was Banner, it was like all of a sudden his wit and his brains and all of that stuff was just boiled down to, you know, science, figure it out. And then he'd befuddle his way through into I'll just throw myself out of an airplane. Right. Like that yeah. was something I didn't appreciate. Like I felt it actually took power away from Banner, oh, from okay. his intellect. Okay. I mean, the numbers and science and stuff. And I felt that that actually, he came off less strong because of that. I felt like, I, I, I agree and I see your point. I felt like it was more, like you said, when Banner is not Hulk, right. he's a little out of his element. Right. In the sense that he's along for this action ride with Thor, with this former Valkyrie, trying to escape this junk planet. And he's doing his best to suppress the Hulk side of himself. Right. So you have this brainy scientist 
in this new alien world who's going along for this action-packed thrill ride. Sure. And he's just trying to keep up. No, you don't I, care about me. I, I You're even, not my friend. No, I don't even like the Hulk. He's really? all like, smash, smash, smash. Right, he's like, I'm a genius in this form. I'm not the Hulk right now, so this feels a little awkward. So yeah. when, also too, when was it established that the Hulk was in love with Black Widow? Oh, in uh, Age of Ultron. I don't. I didn't the opening see that. scene where she's like, "Hey, buddy, it's time to like calm down," and she has to like do the hand thing with him. Oh, and also to the the saying, "The sun is setting." The sun, the sun is, is setting. setting. Right, right, well, right, is that, right, right. Was that also established? That was established. Yes. Okay. In Age of Ultron, which again was. I don't know kind of if I saw about... that. I think I for... if I did. See no, it, we I saw it in the theater. It. Okay, then I definitely forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Then okay, well then that's forgettable. And it's unfortunate because that's too bad. It was like the sequel to the Avengers, and it was kind of a forgettable. Yeah. Movie. There were some things pulled out of it that were established and carried on but again james spader was kind of wasted yeah know, as a one-off and mm -hmm. one thing too uh that i wish had been pushed up a little bit more mm -hmm. was the black guy who's rescuing all of the people Idris from Elba. asgard yeah. he it's is Heimdall. the harriet tubman of asgard <laughs> and he does not get enough love he the scandinavian is underground railroad everything he can <laughs> And I'm like, uh, this guy needs way more credit, and yes. he didn't get anywhere near enough credit. I, uh, I and agree. I also kind of, I was frustrated <laughs> that the executioner was forgiven so quickly. I know that he did a righteous thing, and he righted everything in the end, uh -huh. but I was like, you still supported Kate Blanchett, and she murdered yeah. thousands of people. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, well, I need to get ahead. Yeah. Boo! These are like the Republicans who elected Donald Trump. Exactly. Two years from now, they're going to be like, oh, what, what, oh, what, what happened? I don't know. Like, no. So, at any rate, that was something. So, overall, well, again, I liked it. There yeah. were just some things, again, that I went very fanboy on yeah. that I was like, it didn't make sense to me why those things were happening. Yeah. For me, it was like a solid 7, 8 out of 10. Yeah. You know? One thing I really did appreciate what stuck out to me <laughs> was that how much the women were empowered in this movie, yeah. whether it be a villain or a hero. Yeah. Um, and also to just introducing like the Valkyrie. I didn't know that that was all women. And mm -hmm. I loved that one line that Thor said, he's like, I wanted to be a Valkyrie when I was a kid until I learned that only women could be Valkyries. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that. Valkyries were essentially Odin's like personal guard. Which is you know? so cool. And they, they were the ones who sorted out all of the souls, essentially, who were headed into Helheim, which is their version of hell. Uh-huh. Because... I would assume so, because the word hell is Helheim, right. And Alfheim is is the elf world because it's elf but elf which sounds like I'm sorry can we make part. it Alfheim where it's just a <laughs> it's bunch, just a of, bunch elf? of elves yo Kate where do you keep your casserole dishes <laughs> why the cat won't fit in the toaster <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. That's the next Thor movie where that he has is. to fight a planet full of elves. <gasps> planet of the elves. Kevin Feige, are you listening? That's your There's next your movie. Idea. You're welcome. Send us a check. Yep. No problem. No problem. You're we welcome. only charge $100 for terrible <laughs> ideas. Uh, so yeah, so again, I, I liked it. I The women really stood out to yes. me. I would... This is one of those movies that I would only recommend to people if you've seen the other movies. You almost like, have to have seen... Yeah, this would not be least... a good one if you, for example, have seen a whole bunch mm -hmm. of it and your friend or partner has not seen any Marvel movies oh, wow. or has not seen anything Thor-related. This is going to be totally... At least all of the Phase 2 movies. Yeah, you it, need to like, see at least something to Avengers, get a taste of what this was. If you want to see the first Thor movie, yes, to establish the character. Don't see um, The Darkest Hall. Don't see The Dark Hall because you can't see it. You can't so see because it's dark. You're right. And there's, why aren't the lights working? It's just a shitty movie, too. Natalie Portman was in it, and she came back for the yeah. She didn't even want to be like in it, like, but she was contractually obligated to do okay. it, so she's kind of phoning everything. Don't watch The Dark World. It's, All right. It's awful. All right, don't watch it. It's so horrible. then, um, 
I think next up is trivia. Are we we're moving doing, into trivia? We're doing great we're on time, by the way. Here. We're um, doing really good on time. Let's, uh, let's cue that trivia music. To cue the trivia music. Um, someone in the cast did not want to return, but after reading the script, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, sir. <laughs> I'm going to wait for you to say it. Sir, Sir uh, Hannibal Lecter. Sir Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Anthony yeah, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Which explains in this movie why he spends eighty percent of it sitting. Right. Because <laughs> he knows he's been around plenty of film sets. He can do this in his sleep. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna sit as often as he can. Yes. It's just like Sean Connery would golf between setups. Right. You know, he'd like he'd do his Christ. scene and then he'd go out to the golf course for four hours while they wow. set up the new scene. <laughs> Jesus. He, he did also... that on the set of The Untouchables and Andy Garcia was like, how do you, why do you do this? He's like, it's not my first barbecue. <laughs> you know. So, and also too, Anthony Hopkins' death, the father's death in this is super weird to me. It's a little, yeah. He turns into a bunch of fireflies and they're like, well, I guess father's dead. But like, at the same time, it's a little like, it's kind of true to life in the sense that, and maybe it's like a father-son dynamic where none of us really know our dads. Like, you know your dad, but you don't like know your dad. And there's always that bit of like, okay. and maybe this is different because it is different you're for a women. daughter yeah. and you're a woman. Um, yeah, yep. You're, Last yep, I checked. You're my wife. And that is what I choose. Right. <laughs> That's your choice. That is my choice. Like, uh, whatever you want. But you choose to be a woman. <laughs> um, I dug his death, actually. Oh, spoilers. Shit. Odin dies. It's fine. It, um, whatever. <laughs> I think we've given up on spoilers. Anthony Hopkins spends all of his time sitting, and he dies. Okay. How much of the movie do you think was ad-libbed slash improvised? How much of it? Yeah. Uh, none of it. The director is quoted as saying 70 to 80 percent <laughs> of the final product. I'm sure there was a script written. Clearly, there was because right. that's how they got Anthony Hopkins back. Right. But maybe on the days that he's like, there just was a have lot fun. of like, banter there back was, and forth. That's you know? true. But it actually worked. I don't right. think you can really tell. I think the only thing that's hard with improv <clears throat> improvisation, mm -hmm. uh, Impro improvisation, improvisation, is that it's hard to edit because if people yeah. talk over one another, oh that can be really difficult. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Okay, interesting. Yeah, right? Okay. Um, Kate Blanchett. Yes. Who plays Helen. Mm -hmm. Why do you think she took this role? Why do I think she took this role? For Kate Blanchett. For Kate Blanchett. I was a little bit surprised to see her in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I was stoked to hear that she was cast, but there's yeah, a very was specific a reason like, why she's doing this. Uh... Is it because Angelina Jolie already got Maleficent? <laughs> no. Oh. This was actually from her kid's recommendation. Her kids told her to do her this? Her son said it would be a career boost. So really? <laughs> he's like, you should absolutely do this. That's awesome. Um, I assumed it was because, like, oh, she wants to do a lot of artistic indie films, and so you got to do the big do. tentpole movie Glenn Close was to quoted get that saying paycheck. That. Yes, yeah. Glenn Close in Guardians of the Galaxy was like, I had fun, but I did it for a paycheck, you know. Right, so I can so do stuff I can that do I, you know. Albert Noobs or what, Albert right. Noobs or whatever that movie was. So I assumed she was just doing it for the money, kind of like Gary Oldman did for Harry Potter. Right. He's like, I need you to get fucking paid, man. I call it a mortgage movie. <laughs> I need to pay for my house. Uh, yeah, man. You know? Uh, the 1% are suffering two people. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so at her son's recommendation. 
So there's a lot of like, uh, and this is more of just like a did you know, but Ragnarok, for those of you who don't know, is essentially the end of times for the Norse gods. It's oh. this big, it's this big. I never really knew what that was. It's this big telltale sort of like. Uh, end of days. End of days story about the end of the Norse gods. I see. And how Odin, Thor, Loki, Tyr, who's the Norse god of war, all of them are going to be wiped out in this huge battle. Uh-huh. And then their children are going to take over whatever's left. Okay. And so, but in this movie, you see that Thor... They don't have any kids. Exactly. Okay. Which is weird. But that's that's just what Ragnarok is. I'm okay. just saying All right. what, what that's what it is. is. All right. Like I said, uh, the director actually voiced the character Korg. Who is so great. Who I think still was really every fucking cute. scene he was yeah, in. Yeah, he Because he's great. got his little sidekick. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he thinks his sidekick is dead. Right. He's like, oh yeah, Ming's dead. He died in the bath. He's oh, like, oh no, oh, shit. No, he's, no, alive. he's alive. Good news, guys. It's he's like alive. he's got a little hermit crab that just comes <laughs> with him everywhere. Oh, how many calories a day do you think that Chris Hemsworth had to eat? Because okay. he had to bulk up even more for this movie because right. his look changed so much. Right. Like his short hair, he's got the eye patch. Right. You know, more of a call to him looking like his father. Yes. That kind of thing. Okay, Michael Phelps had to eat, what was it, 5,000 calories? Yes. All right, I'm going to guess that it's 15,000 calories. Whoa, that's a lot of calories. Hey, man. That's two and a half days worth of food. I know. I hate to disappoint you, but it was only six. Oh, wow. 6,000 calories for like... That's more than Michael Phelps. Right, for but for any standard human being that's not built like a superhero or Michael Phelps. That's three times that's what three a times normal what you person should is be supposed eating. to be eating. So I imagine there were a lot of egg whites. He ate an entire village of chicken. Jesus Christ. Um, well, it's like I remember Hugh Jackman <laughs> said that his favorite meal of the day, whenever he was doing was his like Wolverine dry diet, toast, was it? dry toast in the middle of the night because that was the only time he could have bread. He had to eat every three hours. Yeah. So he had to set timers. And it wasn't just like, oh, a bag of nuts. It was like, you need yeah. to eat this entire rotisserie chicken right. go and I think we may mention this and this might tie into our next uh, podcast which is going to be Logan, Logan. and then we're doing uh, The Greatest Showman yes I'm very excited I haven't seen Greatest Showman yet I know and I'm, I'm not sure I'm really yeah. excited okay any, I think we're done with I trivia I think that's it for trivia okay um move it like recommendation um I mean again I would say that this is not something that you want to do this wouldn't be a first date kind of movie unless the other person has seen yes like if you are going out with somebody who you're like hey I swiped right on tinder and it looks like you like Marvel as well this would be something to watch absolutely um but I think this might be something where it's like I'm, I'm sorry this is totally one that you would need to see in the theaters yeah watching it on this on my mom's TV <laughs> In Wait, the basement. The oh, well, the basement TV's bigger. It's, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, not, it quite, it's not quite the same. Yeah. No, it's just right. not no quite I watched the same. it on a plane. You watched it on the plane. But it was still fucking funny. Like, yeah. I'm in, like, my premium seat. I, just like... <laughs> I am sure that ten rows back they could hear you right. cackling at that. They're like, this guy. This motherfucker. This. He's thrown off this plane. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly Samuel L. Jackson my walks up. He's like, we gotta get... <laughs> This motherfucking dude over this motherfucking plane. Uh, yeah, so I'd recommend it to anyone who's familiar with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, MCU. 
it's that's, that's what gross. it's referred to as that's gross the cinematic universe that's a gross okay it's doing i mean it's a an acro i know that's where we're at tbh it's doing a lot better than the dcu irl which is the dc no the dccu which is the dc cinematic universe the coup because justice league was an abomination wonder woman was wonder amazing. woman is fantastic yeah but they can't great. they they you can't all. put everything on wonder woman's shoulders you okay can. she can handle she it. could handle it but she's not going to be making a pretty face while she's handling it <laughs> and it's rude don't don't drop your load on wonder woman whoa that was a joke oh the i was setting my myself was, up for it oh okay yeah I, just, no, I went straight for the dirty joke there i know that's yeah i'm a horrible person no you're not we just haven't hung out with each other <laughs> in two months i'm still trying to like get reacclimated to my wife you guys. <laughs> As she's trying to get reacclimated to New York, I don't know who this stranger You're is. You're like, I come home and there's someone here. Rocket's fine. Some bitch but has been eating my food. There's a woman in my bed again? Like, what? What, what is, is this? This is weird. Yes, I recommend it for, don't, not necessarily a first date movie, but like Megan said, if, if he or she is familiar with the MCU, knock yourself out. Right. It's a very funny movie. It a is. A lot of levity. Great soundtrack. Everyone is just oh my god, the soundtrack is awesome. Um, very good, memorable villain. Uh, just yeah, solid eight out of ten for me. Yeah, so. I'd give it a seven just because of all my fanboy issues. Yes. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. But again, it's something that like if it was on TV, I wouldn't turn it off. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's, it's not something where I'm like, that, ugh. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's an enjoyable. It's it's a fun watch. It's a fun. It's a good watch. It's, <laughs> it's had such a, a a really rich storied. It career. may not be a Rolex, but it's a swatch. It's a swatch. <laughs> um, next week we are on to a movie we both admittedly so have we seen. both have seen. But Ben, okay, so we decided that I think we without we saying compromised it, because we that's realized what love is. there were two two movies that we really wanted to talk about. And I wanted to talk about Greatest Showman because I know that Ben's going to get riled up and I'm very <laughs> excited about that. Ben wants to talk about Logan because he loves Logan so much. And we both love Hugh Jackman. Nary, nary will you find a bigger <laughs> Hugh Jackman fan than yours truly. Yes. I have been following his career for the better part of 20 years. Right. Since 1999. Well, I will tweet him and Instagram him. Please and do. see if he would be willing to come I'm on to our to show. I'm trying to get his 6'3", 220 ass into Row House to take a rowing <laughs> class. Because I know he likes rowing. And I know he's in New York right now. Tap dancing at Ripley Greer. He is. Like, get your ass down to Chelsea. I got better things to do. Right. And come take a class. So, hey, Hugh. Hugh. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Come take rowing classes at Row House and come on to our show. So tell me, do you want to go? Tell me, do you want to row? He even has vibrato when he sneezes. Okay. You can... <laughs> that's better. Ha-chow! Okay. That's... <laughs> I'm known for my Hugh Jackman. Bro. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh... I do remember that. <laughs> uh... I know the meaning of those 19 years. A slave. <laughs> and then I do a good Liza. So we were saying that we need to do a... Hugh and me. No, yeah, Hugh, Hugh and me. Yeah. Where I play Liza, Liza and you and play Hugh Jackman. Jackman. <laughs> we, so that's in the works. Uh, that's you know. coming. Uh, but yes, next week uh, we're going to go with Logan. Yep. Which we've both seen. I've, uh, I rewatched it about a month ago. Megan's only seen it once. I need to see it again. So I think we're going to watch it again. Yeah, we got to watch it again. Because it's on HBO Go. And we're stealing a password from a friend. And because it's HBO. Because, yeah. And uh, the week after that, we're going to be doing The Greatest Showman. Right. 
Uh, we need to say um, who our unofficial sponsor yes, is. Yes, and this is a big one. This is a big one. It's because it's a real one. It's not a fake one. Um, <laughs> yes. So another thing that happened last week, or not last week, oh but my the week God. before. Okay, I have to, I legitimately feel bad for you not mentioning that. You should always feel bad. I'm dead serious. Okay, man. okay. I feel very badly for not mentioning that. What? Where? About your production company and your launch party. Yes. Jesus. We, so I launched a production company. Megan launched a production company, guys. <laughs> like, I'm talking about my goddamn movie that, you know, is this erotic drama that I'm in. And I'm like, <laughs> this is movie that I get to go to L.A. for. Well, but I talked about a bad taxi ride. I, I could have talked about But my then that bridged company. into me cussing this guy out because it's all about me. Anyways, Megan started a fucking production company with Robin Veda, who's a very good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. But take, go so, ahead. So we're saying that today is unofficially sponsored by Adventures Films. And it's spelled <laughs> adventure with two S's. Uh, Adventures Films, and basically our whole mission for Adventures Films is to provide more opportunities both in front of and behind the camera for people who may have been overlooked or misrepresented uh, in the media thus far, or who maybe have not had opportunities that they should have had up until this point. So for example, um, people who are of color, people who are uh, non-binary, people who are gay, lesbian, whatever, um, women, we are really heavy women focused since women are so underrepresented in the entertainment industry. Um, and so basically, yeah, so today is really just an opportunity to mm. remind people that Adventurous Films does exist. By the way, we're looking for content, yes. specifically looking for short content. So if you have a web series, you know, something that's a shorter thing that you feel might fit our mission, go to www.adventuresfilms.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Although on Twitter, it's Adventurous Film. Because there's not enough characters for the S. <laughs> so it's at Adventurous Film on Twitter. We are creating a hashtag Empire of Kindness. Uh, and so we would love to work with you. Adventurous Films. Adventurous Films. There it is. Is not funny. Uh, but I came up with a funny tag. Go ahead. So Adventurous Films. If you're not a straight white male, we want to hear from you. <laughs> This production company does not benefit me. It does not. In the slightest. That's, but that's not true, though, because remember that I wrote a role that I think you're really right for. Because I'm married to a writer-producer. Right. Um, so I reap the benefits. Yeah, you reap the benefits <laughs> of a production company it's how the that business tries works, not guys. to help straight white men. It's just how it works. It's just how Don't it works. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> Don't work harder, work smarter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marry up. Marry up. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's week, everything. Think that's up. good and look we're doing awesome on yeah. time i'm barely gonna have to edit anything Perfect. um thank you guys for your patience as yeah Megan. oh my god congratulations on finishing your freak excuse you that's rocket finishing your show yeah at oregon children's theater, oregon children's theater which has been nominated for like seven oregon theater Grammy awards how about pamptas it's i think it only got two pamptas as a pamta award winner i endorse you're with Rogan. Shaking my head right now. <laughs> well, as a Pampton nominee, <laughs> as I a can Tony say, Award viewing actor, as a, I, as a, 
I can say that not everything turns out the way you think. <laughs> that disappointment so, is real, kids. It's real. Use that because it will help you create work later Use on. Use that angst. This pain could be useful later on. <laughs> Thank you again week. for your patience. Have a great week. Give us a like. Give us a share. Tell people about it. Uh, we will be back next week. With Logan. With Logan starring Hugh Jackman. And uh, after that, we'll be doing... Tell me, do you want to go? That was more like share. <laughs> Toe. Oh. Bye. All right, thank you guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.